Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. It is the year 2020. It is January, and this is episode 181. And I'm glad we're all still here for the moment. Woot! We're living in some round numbers. But this episode is not a round number. That was, that was the last one. <laughs> oh, and there's, in about 19, it's going to be a really round number. Uh, uh, what month will it be in 19 episodes? Huh. I'm sure I could figure it out, but I'm not gonna. Um, I'm here today with a blogcast. The blog is from November. It has a holiday theme, a Thanksgiving theme, in fact. Um, I'm a little behind. I mean, I'm not, I'm on time, but like, the, there are more blogs than there are podcasts, so um, we're we're uh, we'll catch up, I think, because December was mostly rejection posts that I'm not going to do um, podcasts of. Um, so I think we'll we'll get like more in sync with time as time goes by. But this is a Thanksgiving post, not long after New Year's Eve. It's not technically about Thanksgiving, but it, it did happen on Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving. Um, anyway, there are those of you who, who live in countries where you don't even have Thanksgiving. So who who cares? (laughs) Who cares what month it is when things get read? Um, but if you do feel like you want to be ahead of the curve, you can read the blog and then catch up with the podcast or revisit with the podcast or as you like, you know, but just FYI, this is, uh, from November and it is called... A Thanksgiving Visit from the Patriarchy. As I slid into my cafe chair on Thanksgiving Eve, a woman in sunglasses leaned in and asked, Are you cooking Thanksgiving dinner? Nope, I said. I was not interested in having a chat. I was there to write. What are you doing for Thanksgiving then, she asked. Having dinner with my boyfriend and his parents, I said. In a restaurant, she asked, with horror. Yep, I said, what are you doing? And thereby launched a story about her kids and her ex and her ex's wife, and it's his fault, she can't be with her kids, and so on. I thought maybe she was done worrying about me, but no. No, she was not. She asked, don't you know how to cook? And later, you don't have any kids? Why not? Everything about my life was wrong, according to this woman, including my preference for writing in unlined notebooks. It was really quite extraordinary how horrified she was by each and every answer I gave to her questions. How could I not be cooking Thanksgiving dinner? How could I not have children? How could I prefer unlined paper? I know my life doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but usually that's about not understanding the arts or freelancing. In this case, it was more basic stuff that horrified this woman. I had transgressed in her eyes. I was failing as a woman. From this exchange, I realized that the things that seem to just be choices I'm making are actually mandates that I am transgressing. Women should cook Thanksgiving dinner. Any woman out on Thanksgiving Eve is suspicious. She is not behaving as an American woman should. If you'd asked me before, I'd have said, 
whether or not a woman chooses to cook Thanksgiving dinner is up to her. It's a lady's choice to cook or not cook. But my encounter with the patriarchy's favorite daughter illuminates that while my way of thinking is hopeful, it is not actually the norm. Women can choose to cook Thanksgiving dinner or be seen as transgressive. For a lot of women, that's not a real choice. Women cooking Thanksgiving dinner is the norm, and any woman who does not is in violation. I also know this from many other experiences in cafes on Thanksgiving Day. You know who is not in cafes on Thanksgiving? Women. It is very probable that they are not there because they are at home, cooking. Or at their friend's house, cooking. Or at their in-laws, cooking. I have been the lone woman in cafes on holidays more times than I can count. And you know what? There are men in my life who are sometimes at home, cooking which can also be seen as transgressive in some circles, but usually in a sort of celebratory way. It is similar to the way fathers are applauded for babysitting their children. But a woman who does not cook Thanksgiving dinner is suspect. A woman who does not have children is suspect. A woman who writes in unlined notebooks is very suspect. This is why choice feminism is so problematic. When the choice is not really a choice, but a question of conforming or rebelling, or not really experiencing any kind of freedom. You can choose not to shave your legs, sure, but you will be seen as transgressive. You can choose not to have children, but you will be seen as less than in some way. And sometimes you don't realize the choice you made was transgressive until after you made it, or it was made for you. The patriarchy has very clear ideas of the lines you are meant to travel within. That's why you should have lined paper, of course. And if you step out of them in any way, someone will let you know. Even a random tourist in a cafe on a Wednesday night in late November. So a lot of the comments on this one on, on Facebook when it, when it went out were sort of focused on the, the woman who spoke to me, um, kind of imagining <clears throat> what her life might be. And, uh, and there was some kind of, I think, hope or idea that maybe she walked away changed, that she, that she had something to think about <laughs> when she left. I hope that's true. I, 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 I mean, I guess when you experience like hostility about your life choices from a random stranger... There is a way where that hostility must be coming from some sense of something, right? Of being challenged. Like something about her worldview was like, what? <laughs> you, what, do you, what is this world <laughs> that you live in? Because, you know, she was much younger than me and uh, certainly did not seem to have any sense of real sense of choice about her own life experience. So anyway, I hope she had a good Thanksgiving wherever she was going. Uh, yeah. So, um, what do I have to tell you? I don't know. Oh, uh, I'm sending out patron stuff right about now. Um, so if you, uh, want to join in on the, on the patronage, it's a good time. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good time. 
it's pro- it's not like it's a party. I should have a party, but I don't think I could because my patrons are spread around the world. Um, anyway, I'm sending out the zines and uh, and the music from the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast, you've already heard all of the music. Uh, there were two hours and forty four minutes of it. That's a lot. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. Um, yeah. So that's going out or that has gone out. The digital versions of those things have gone out and I am folding paper, not right this second, but I was folding paper not half an hour ago. So that's happening. Um, if you would like to join and become one of the loveliest people, uh, you can. And my Patreon is at patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. Um, and it is a, yeah, that's where that is. So you can join. Um, there's also, if you'd like to contribute financially to this situation, there is Kofi and PayPal. And there's also like, you know, just listening what you're doing, which is awesome. That's not a financial contribution, but you know, it is, it's like emotional or some, I don't know what it is. What's the word for it? Nice. It's nice. Thank you. Uh, you can also like and subscribe in your various platform apps, platform apps, podcast apps, platforms. You know what I'm saying. Um, that's a good thing to do and to let someone know about it. That's also a good thing to do. So, yeah, do all those things. The song I have here for you today, uh, I was trying to figure – I was looking for like a song about like lines and staying in the lines and blank paper, blank pa- – nothing. I couldn't find anything that seemed like the right sense of lines. So then I just went with sort of busting out, you know, like just be yourself, be and doing things your own way kind of a song. And uh, and of course, if you want to sing out, sing out came up in that search. And I've always loved this song. Um, yeah, so I just was like, hey, I can't believe I've never done it before. <laughs> I mean, I used to play it all the time, Uh, like in college, maybe I played it, Um, but I never played it on ukulele before, and that's what's going to happen here. Uh, I did did this really fast um, because of the holidays and being away and just like not really having the space and time to mess around on my various instruments. Um, I did this like, whoo, learned it. And I'm giving it to you now. <laughs> um, but it, so it's on ukulele. And um, is there anything else I could tell you? Oh, while I was like literally as I was recording it, like halfway through, I was like, oh, this could be in the lullaby collection if I if I. It could be. Um, but I didn't. I only had that thought like halfway through. So I'm not sure it's all the way through a lullaby or could be on a lullaby collection, but I did think about it. Um, maybe you can hear me have that thought while I'm singing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's all. Without further ado, I give to you, Cat Stevens, if you want to sing out, sing out. If you want to sing out, sing out And if you want to be free, be free Cause there's a million things to be You know that there are 
you want to live high, live high. And if you want to live low, live low. Cause there's a million ways to go. You know that there are, you know that there are.